0: 10 to 1, episode 27.
1: Top 10 Movies
0: 2016. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer.
1: And I'm Melissa Kozer. And welcome back for another exciting episode. This time we're talking about the movies that we watched in 2016, which we watched about 50 movies, and that included some rewatched movies, some that we'd already seen before. The ones on our list are going to be movies that we watched for the very first time this past year. Uh, not all of them came out in 2016. Some of them came out earlier. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're all, uh, all the ones on my list, at any rate, and I think on yours too, Brian, are ones that we saw for the first time last year. Yep. And now, just a quick heads up: if after hearing some of the descriptions for some of these movies, you think, "Wow, that sounds really interesting." And then you go and watch it and you think, I can't believe Brian and Melissa like this movie. I had so many problems with it. Just bear in mind that a lot of these movies we watched on a website called VidAngel, which allows you to filter out anything that you deem inappropriate. And VidAngel is no longer with us, at least at the current time. Uh, It's uh, being...
0: They're being sued. Yeah.
1: They're having some difficulties right now. Right. But if you think that we're horrible people, just bear in mind we probably watched said movie on VidAngel. And VidAngel and, is a
0: filtering website. So yeah. you can filter out violence or profanity or sexual content.
1: Right. So uh, we're leaving it up to you guys to be the judges of what's best for you and your family. We are not, uh, we're not God and we're not the Holy Spirit and we're not uh, you. So it's up to you what you want to watch and how you want to go about it. All right. With that being said, I think you're going to find out about some really interesting, cool movies. So (laughs) why don't you hit us with your number 10, Brian?
0: All right. My number 10 is the only one on my list from 2016.
1: And I think I know what it is. What do you think it is? Star Trek Beyond?
0: Yep, Star yep. Trek Beyond. Oh,
1: my goodness, honey. This is only 10?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there is. And I, I it even so thought about. was so good. It is really good. Uh, so Star Trek Beyond, the latest of the Star Trek reboot movies. It was a lot of fun. You know, kind of a summer popcorn action flick. But, uh, you know, some of the old Star Trek the charm. mainstays like the camaraderie between the the crew and um it really felt like an episode, an old episode of Star Trek. And uh yeah, had one of my favorite actors, Simon Pegg, as an actor and he was also the uh script writer. First script that he's written.
1: Wow. So Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah,
0: he did a good job. So yeah, you said this one. You're surprised that it's this low. I actually thought about not putting it on at all. There's Blasphemy. A, there's another one that I'll mention in my honorable mentions that I would say is objectively a better movie, but I liked this movie. Yeah. and It's my list, and I felt like putting this one on, even though I would say it's a four-star movie, and I left off a movie that I'd say, sure, it's a five-star movie, but this one... Uh, made my number ten just for how fun it was, for how much I like Star Trek, and uh for the nostalgia and the the fun of it. So
1: all right, well, heads up and spoilers. Uh the lower half of my list is made up like uh six through ten. Mm-hmm. Uh those are the movies that are really good, cool movies, uh very clever. Um But the upper half are the ones that, while not as good movies, I liked them better. Okay. Okay. All right. So just bear that in mind when you're going to give me guff.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, that was my number 10, Star Trek Beyond.
1: Okay. My number 10 is a movie by Christopher Nolan, I think. Uh, Memento, did he do that one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I can't tell too much about the plot because I don't want to give away any spoilers. Mm-hmm. However, it's the story of a man who has short-term memory loss. Right. Uh no... Is it short term? Yeah, he can remember things that happened.
0: Well, he never he can't form new memories. Yeah, basically. that's
1: what it is. So, he can remember things that happened a while ago, but then he had like an accident and now he can't form new memories. Mm-hmm. So, if there's something that he really wants to remember, uh, he tattoos it on his body. And uh, that way, every day as he's dressing himself and he looks in the mirror, he sees it on his body. And uh, and he's trying to solve a puzzle, a mystery. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, without anything further being said, it was a very interesting movie. Not one that I'm super interested in re-watching, but for that one time, it was a good watch. <laughs> Uh, not what I expected at all, as a lot of Christopher Nolan movies are. Yeah. My number 10, Memento.
0: All right. My number nine is the first of two comedies on the list, and I'm a fan of comedy, but I'm not a huge fan of comedy movies for some reason. It's
1: hard to find a really good funny movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but my number nine is Some Like It Hot.
1: Oh, I thought this one would be the higher one.
0: Nope. So number nine, uh, Some Like It Hot, it's Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis. Yeah. They're on the run from gangsters. And so to hide from them, they have to dress up like women and hide in a, is it a band or yeah, a singing group? Yeah, a
1: women's uh, singing and playing group. Yeah.
0: Right. And so, yeah. Uh, I mean, most of what makes the movie for me is Jack Lemon being He's hilarious. Being hilarious, but uh, yeah, the whole movie is is uh, you know it's got the slapstick comedy and kind of some absurd things that happen in that situation. Uh, I don't see them making any a movie like this nowadays. <laughs> I, I don't know who would really agree to do that kind of thing. It would but,
1: probably be really trashy.
0: Yeah, probably, but. Uh, this but one was really clean really well done yeah yep so uh not sure that i have too much more to say about it um marilyn monroe is in it uh, it's from woop. like the 50s or something like that yeah, so it's a pr- while ago. pretty old movie but one that i think holds up still pretty yeah. funny movie yeah that's my number nine some like it hot
1: good choice good choice my number nine is another very clever movie this one i would rewatch. watch uh, just because the way it's filmed, ultimately I had a little bit of a hard time following everything that was going on. Okay. But it's called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
0: That's my number eight.
1: All right. Well, how about we just talk about it together then?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I- I'm not sure exactly how much to say it. Why don't you uh, give the description then so that I don't unintentionally give some spoilers Okay.
0: Away. So, it. Yeah, I don't I don't really want to talk too much about the plot um, because it's another one of those movies where you're trying to figure out what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah. And uh, it jumps around in the in time chronologically. Yeah. And you're seeing different parts of the story in different in a not the order it happened in. And so you're trying to figure out what hap- what went on with this guy. Yeah, a man meets this woman. This woman and
1: you're trying to figure out what's what's going on between them,
0: right? And so it's uh, it's science fiction, but it's not like laser guns yeah. shoot them up. It's not of like science really fiction. It's weird more stuff. real, thoughtful, and uh, really makes you think about some different things, and...
1: especially at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know some twists and some really good acting. Uh, probably Jim Carrey's best. Acting, I'd say, yeah. in any of the movies I've seen from him. Uh, one of his few dramatic roles, non-comedic role.
1: Yeah, so it does have Kate Winslet in it. And I'm not really a fan of her acting style. Uh, but uh, the the movie was so good, I can overlook Kate Winslet. Uh, <laughs> just because, wow, what a clever movie. Very very Mm thought-provoking especially there at the end it had it had an unexpected turn not a twist per se but it took a turn that uh i was pretty pleased about uh and it wasn't like cheesy or anything either so uh our number nine and number eight i guess it's back to me to give my number eight now
0: yep that was eternal sunshine of the spotless mind
1: all right my number eight is A Fistful of Dollars, mm-hmm. starring Clint Eastwood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's one of a trilogy, the Man With No Name trilogy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And this one follows the man with no name as he uh, he's a cowboy, uh, gun-toting, sharp cowboy. And he comes to this town that's uh, basically between two gangs and uh, they're feuding, and the town's kind of being torn apart by it. And uh, he helps out people in the in the town, and, and ultimately he's just there to kind of make some money and sort of scam both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was very fun, very... Okay, I guess fun isn't the word, but I <laughs> like a good Western, and this is a good Western.
0: Yeah, that's a really good Western.
1: Yeah. There's a movie that I'm going to talk about later that was a super duper bad bad horrible western. You'll, uh, you'll yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ranted about that one for a while. Right. But this one was really good. It's Clint Eastwood. It's everything a western should be. That's my number 8, A Fistful of Dollars. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's the one I was talking about earlier. That's my number 11, five-star okay. movie. I I like it a lot. I would say it's a better movie than Star Trek Beyond, for sure. You know, nobody's no, nobody's going to be disagree. watching. Oh, well, nobody's going to be watching Star Trek Beyond in 50 years, but people will still be watching A Fistful of Dollars. Will they? Yes. And...
1: Too bad time travel's not invented. And I think I that's... I could prove you wrong.
0: <laughs> I don't think you will. And I think that's fine, because it is the better movie. But, at least for 2016, I felt like I had to put Star Trek yeah. Beyond on my list. Alright, so what was that for you? Seven?
1: That was eight. So you're seven.
0: Alright, my number seven. Another sci-fi movie. I guess I do like sci-fi movies. There might be a couple more, a few more coming up on the list. This one is a pretty recent movie. And pretty uh, pretty short, pretty small movie. It's called Ex Machina. Ah. And uh it's yeah, like I was saying, it's simp- It's a simple story. There's not a lot going on. There's, it's uh, so at the start of the movie, a man comes to this uh, really out of the way house to meet this inventor, genius type uh, billionaire. Th- think of like a yeah. eccentric Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg kind of type. And, uh, he's working on artificial intelligence. And so, um, there's those two men and then there's, uh, the artificial intelligence there that he's working on. And, uh, so it's really those three actors in the movie mm-hmm. and, um, it's a pretty simple story, but, and it's mostly just, um, just talking, just conversations between the three, but it's really interesting Really made me think a lot about uh, some of the different topics about artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, and yeah, this is. I'd like I'd like to see more movies like this, kind of lower budget, just yeah, um, not too over the top, but more thoughtful. thoughtful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it, so that's my number seven, Ex Machina.
1: Okay, and by the way, listeners, you may have noticed there is some crossover already. Uh we watched. 50 movies this year, but uh, there weren't that many that were real shining stars, <laughs> high and above all the rest. So that's why there's a fair bit of crossover. Just be warned. My number seven is a movie called Dark City. Mm-hmm. Very clever, very interesting. Now, I cannot say anything about the plot yeah. This mo- Any of the other movies, it's not as big of a deal if you see some spoilers. This movie, you cannot know anything about it.
0: Yeah, well, it's sci-fi. Yeah. And okay, it's yeah, sci-fi. you don't wanna really want to know about the plot. You want to kind and, of figure it out as you go.
1: And make sure if you decide to watch it, you watch the director's cut, not right. the theatrical cut. Because in the theatrical cut... They decided that uh, it was too weird and confusing and people might leave the theaters. And so what they did was they uh, gave like an introduction at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it has almost every major plot twist in that introduction. Humongous spoilers. If you see that, then you might as well not even bother watching the movie. (laughs) Uh, So watch the director's cut. Yeah. One other thing, it does seem to have a bit of cheesy graphics, uh, but push past that. Uh, <laughs> that was one thing at the beginning, I was like, man, this looks like such a, a bad movie. Not bad as in like really sinful, it's just badly done. <laughs> but
0: uh, Which push-, is sinful.
1: <laughs> push past that and keep watching. It will make sense. It will come together, and I think it'll be worth your time. Highly recommend this movie. Yeah. My number seven, Dark City.
0: That's a good one. All right. Here's one that will not be a crossover because you'd already seen this movie, and you recommended it to me on a previous podcast. Just as an honorable mention recommendation, so you might be surprised that I liked it so much, but it's The Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, yeah. It's my number six. Yep, you mentioned it on recommendations for my spouse. It was a runner-up recommendation, and I I immediately latched onto it. Yeah, I think I think that one's going to be the one I like the best of your recommendations. Crazy. And uh, haven't haven't seen or watched all of the things you've recommended, but so far that's been true. <laughs> yeah, so it's a an old war movie about uh, these British soldiers and uh, their POWs, um, and they're being forced to build a bridge. And so uh, there's just different things in the movie that make you think about leadership and make you think about... um,
1: Wartime situations. Right.
0: uh, Morality during war. Yeah, really good acting. Alec Guinness is really amazing in this movie. Yeah, he is. And yeah, definitely a classic. If you like war movies, um, if you've uh, liked... um, some older war movies like Stalag 17 or
1: the great escape, the
0: great escape movies like that. Uh, This is right in that, that same genre Uh, and uh, you should definitely check it out.
1: Yeah. uh, I grew up watching this movie Mm -hmm. and I mean, as a kid, it was so, so didn't, it was fine, but didn't think it was absolutely wonderful. And then this last time that I watched it, I was really blown away by how thoughtful it is, how interesting it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we were doing, if we were putting movies on our list that we had previously watched before, yeah, this would have been a serious contender for contender for making the top ten. Yeah, yeah. so it's that good, folks. Very Check good. it out.
0: All right, that was my number six. Bridge on the River Kwai. All
1: right, my number six is a crossover with you. It's Ex Machina.
0: Whoa, I actually didn't think you liked this movie that much.
1: (gasps) This movie really messed with my
0: emotions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Everything that I thought during the movie started, it kept getting overturned. Mm -hmm. and uh, I I can't give out spoilers, but this is a really good movie, folks. Uh, And not much happens, but then... You get to the end and you see that not much had to happen for it to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's just so well well written, well directed, well acted.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well done.
1: Yep. Ex machina, my number six.
0: Wow. I never would have guessed yeah. that you would have that higher than me oh, yeah. after we, we discussed it a little bit after watching it. Oh, yeah. So, well, awesome. I, I'm glad like I it. said,
1: it's not one that I'm. I'm more interested in watching it than some of the others mm-hmm. the other clever movies that mm-hmm. I've mentioned. But uh it I mean if I don't ever see it again it's not that huge of a deal. But it was right, good.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay, on to my number five. So my number five is the other comedy that I promised, and this one is also quite a bit of an older movie. Can I you know guess what, what it is? is. What about Bob? Nope. No? No, it's The Apartment.
1: Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. I knew you liked it a lot more than I did. It's not really a comedy, though. It's more of a drama.
0: There's a lot of comedic things.
1: Yeah, It's more of a drama, though.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. I think that's maybe one thing that I like about older comedies a lot is that they're not just a joke every 30 seconds. There's... <laughs> things mixed in that are more serious in those right. jokes. So the apartment is a really good example of that where there's definitely dramatic moments. Some like it hot, somewhat there's somewhat serious moments. That one's more of a farce. Yeah. Um but uh one of my favorite movies of all time, Groundhog Day, is like that where yeah, there's a lot of funny parts and I would say it's a comedy, but the comedy is not the only thing in the movie. There are yeah. also uh, serious moments and thoughtful moments and touching moments as well. So, uh, all that to say, really like the apartment. Another Jack Lemon movie. He's definitely rising on, uh, favorite, on your actors. favorite actors. Yeah, if we yeah. did, we'll have to do favorite actors again someday. Yeah, as a follow-up podcast, and he definitely might make it this time. Uh, really enjoy his his turn in this movie as. Uh, this sort of put-upon, lower-level uh, employee he's that... just
1: trying to rise.
0: Right, he's trying to rise up in his company. And so he's always letting his uh, superiors borrow the key to his apartment so that they can have trysts with their mistresses. And so, I mean, he'll he's, uh, you know, staying out all night in the street while it's raining because, you know, his uh so-and-so over in marketing is is using his apartment and but he just it, yeah he just if, can't say no to them he's just kind of a total pushover because
1: maybe they'll put it you know they keep promising they'll put his name uh they'll give him a good uh recommendation
0: mm-hmm. if they'll if we will right, do this right. little thing for them right yep has fred mcmurray as the one of the villainous kind of, oh my goodness, executives, and uh, I've only seen him as more a nice goofy dad, yeah. kind of uh, characters as uh, the Shaggy Dog and Absent Minded Professor, those kind of movies. Uh, so it was kind of neat to see him in in a little bit more nefarious, yeah, uh, role. And uh, yeah, there's some some romance and some drama, some comedy, uh, some good supporting characters, some really memorable scenes, and. Uh, yeah I uh, i'm surprised it's this high but i really liked the apartment wow.
1: well so. i liked it but not that much like i didn't even consider it for my top 10
0: yeah yeah i didn't think it would be on, it your, didn't even on make your list honorable mentions <laughs> but, but it's my number five
1: you make it sound pretty good
0: it is pretty good <laughs>
1: All right, my number five is a sci-fi movie that actually seemed pretty realistic. Like, a lot of times sci-fi, you think, yeah, I mean, that's cool, but that's never really going to actually happen. Mm -hmm. Or certainly not for another 200 years or so. Yeah. But this one actually seemed really, really plausible. Okay. And it's called The Martian. Oh, yeah. So this guy... Uh, he and his team go to Mars and they're, they're just kind of to survey things, but then like a really big storm blows up Mm -hmm. and they all rush back to get into their shuttle, you know, before the storm blows up. But he gets, uh, stuck out in the storm and it looks like, uh, you know, something comes along and whams into him at gale force speeds and so it looks like there's no way he could have survived that he must be dead and they, the crew have no choice but to go ahead and take off and leave him if they were to venture outside the shuttle again it'd be suicide well it turns out he's still alive
0: <laughs> and
1: he's stranded on mars alone mm. how is he gonna survive this it's a very interesting movie. I liked it a lot. My number five, The Martian.
0: Wow. I didn't know you liked it that much. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize while we were watching it.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the whole time I was watching it, I I really felt like I was in uh, the guy's shoes. Is it Matt Damon? that?
0: Matt Damon, yeah. Yeah,
1: Matt Damon. And I, I really felt like, man, if I what if I were stranded on Mars? What would I do? Mm-hmm. And and he really captures some of the emotions and you feel like you're cheering for him the whole time. <laughs> Come on, man, you can pull through it. So it was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, so for me, the whole time I was watching it, I was comparing it to the book and thinking of all the parts that they left out of the book. Yeah. Bless- <laughs> so...
1: Blessings on me. I haven't read the book. So right. I wasn't yeah. hampered by that.
0: Yeah, and this is one of the few times I, would, I think I would actually recommend the movie over the book. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, the book, I think I gave three stars. It's fine. It's the writing is not especially good. Uh, it's a first time author. Yeah. It's actually a. It's kind of a cool story. He's a, a computer software programmer, and just started putting up things on his blog for a story about Mars and wanted to make it pretty scientific and try and be as realistic as he could. And people helped him along and then, you know, got, got his book published and was real popular, got a movie made of it. So yeah, really cool story. Yeah. Uh, So it was written fine. The characters are pretty flat um, and it's mostly about just uh, keeping up with what he's doing every day. And it was interesting enough, three stars out of five. And yeah, about the same for the movie. They they mm. had to leave out a lot of the. <laughs> At least a four star movie. They had to leave out a lot out from the movie, a lot of the drama from the different things that happened, and a lot of the things in the movie that were a lot were a lot easier uh, than they were in the book. So, uh, yeah, it was good. It was well filmed and everything. Good effects, but uh, some of the. Even some of the changes that they made, I wasn't a big fan of. So,
1: Well, if you've never read the book, then I think you will really like this movie. Go watch it, folks. It's a good one.
0: Yeah, I think you might.
1: My number five, The Martian.
0: All right. My number four, and this is the movie I thought you were talking about as a sort of realistic seeming sci-fi movie, Children of Men. Oh, Yeah. That we watched pretty recently.
1: Go ahead and talk about it, and then I'll tell you why it didn't.
0: Okay, so the premise is that nobody can have children anymore. This is pretty near future, I think maybe 20 years from now, and the last child was born in maybe just around now. And so no more children being born, and that's the premise. How does that change the world 20 years in? What does... Um, what do ooh, our governments look like? What do countries look like mm-hmm. as far as immigration situation, um, as far as um, people losing hope mm-hmm. with there not being any children born? And so a uh, really good sci-fi premise, really, really well shot. I think this is the best shot movie that we saw this year. Really good cinematography. Uh, so many... Really beautiful scenes. Um, a lot of one-shot takes, or not one-shot takes, but uh, so they're called oneers, where it's just one shot and they'll hold it for a long time. You know, normally it's about I don't know six seconds for each shot, and then they'll switch to a different perspective, and then six seconds over there, and they'll switch to another perspective. Uh, this sh- movie makes use of those long shots where it's maybe a minute or two minutes, and it's all one take and you're seeing uh the main character, you know, walk down a hallway and um you know or leave a building or uh, do some of the other things like that. I really like that. Obviously, you can overdo it, but uh really like that in this movie. Things uh Daredevil, the TV show on Netflix, mm. really makes good use of that technique as well. And so uh yeah, Children of Men really enjoyed for the the story, the cinematography, the acting was all top-notch. Very good sci-fi.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was a good movie. It's a very interesting idea. Uh, and it is kind of a sobering thought. You know, what if there were no more children uh, that were born for t- like 20 years? or And you might think that we're ever going to be born. What if the whole human race has gone sterile? That's really kind of scary to think about. And so I liked that. Mm-hmm. I guess my thing with this movie is I felt that was its only gimmick. Uh, and, I mean, not a gimmick, that's the wrong word, but I felt that was its only real point of interest. Okay. And so that's why, for me, I'm not really interested in watching it again. Once I learned what, what that thing was and, you know, what what that idea was that, you know, the the human race is sterile now – and they introduced that right at the beginning. Then it's another one and a half going on two hours of movie just exploring that idea. And I felt it was a little bit overexplored, I guess.
0: Oh, wow. Really? I yeah. think they definitely, it was really understated, I thought. Huh. Like there's so many things that I'm really curious about um, that they don't talk about that you just kind of see in passing. Yeah. And they don't make a big deal they almost leave that to the side in some ways and don't hit you over the head with all of the different results. You're only kind of seeing them in side glimpses as you're rushing past. And uh, so for that, uh, I thought they handled that really well and kind of subtly. And yeah. thematically, there's some really, really neat themes that are brought out with, with some of the different things that happen through this movie, so.
1: I love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're, you're so... Brainy, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely good for a one time watch, and I do recommend it for that. But it's just not a movie that I'm super interested okay. in rewatching.
0: Well, I guess I would say there you can have a really great movie without wanting to watch it again.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I I give it four stars.
0: Okay. Well, that was my number four, Children of Men.
1: All right, my number four is a crossover. Some like it hot. Whoa. Oh, man, I loved this movie. Jack Lemon. (laughs) I was cracking up almost the entire movie. Yes, it's a very silly movie. Very fluffy. But they took this super awkward situation and made it totally hilarious. And clean, too. So uh, I I don't have anything objectionable with this movie. So, yeah, go check it out. Uh, I don't really have much more to add. Some like it hot, my number four.
0: Okay, my number three, a crossover. It's Dark City.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I, I thought this would, one would, would be really high on your list.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, there's some other movies that I like that it uh, kind of gave me the vibe of that I won't even tell you what movies it gave me the vibe of uh, because that might even be considered spoilers.
1: We just daren't say anything about this movie.
0: Yeah, so go check it out so we can talk about it with you. (laughs) Uh, So uh, the only thing that I'll add to what Melissa said was I really like the the feel of the movie. I guess the just the setting, the uh, clothing that's worn. I guess I I can say since it's called Dark City that it's set in a dark city, (laughs) and so you know they use uh, just that setting of it being in the dark. And that kind of um, yeah, film they, noir Yeah, they did that feel, really well. Yeah, feels pretty cool. So Uh go check it out. Good sci-fi movie, Dark City.
1: Yeah. All right, my number three is the other comedy on my list. Do you yeah, want to guess one, it? The one you... The one I guessed. I, what yep. About Bob? Wow. Starring Bill Murray. Okay, this one is <laughs> kind of... Uh, This one in Some Like It Hot, it was kind of like, well, three or four, they're kind of on the same playing field for me. I liked them about equally. So in What About Bob, you follow the story of this hypochondriac, Mm -hmm. Bill Murray, who thinks everything in the world is wrong with him. And of course, he's just a perfectly fine, healthy guy. (laughs) And so... Uh You know, it's all in his head. So he goes to a psychiatrist and no other psychiatrist has been able to help him. In fact, they all end up like fleeing from this guy because he gets really dependent on his psychiatrist as the only person who can help him. Right. And he, he gets really clingy.
0: <laughs> and
1: so this one psychiatrist has one session with him. It's his first session. Gives him his book, which he says will really help him. And then he's going to go on vacation with his family. He's been planning this vacation for months now. And he's just going to go ahead and get away from it all, take it easy. And Bill Murray kind of, Bob, kind of panics. And he's like, what am I going to do without him? (laughs) He's like, it's okay. Just, you know, go on a vacation yourself, Bob. And Bob thinks you know, that's a really good idea. So he decides to go on vacation to where the psychiatrist is at. (laughs) And, uh, of course, this drives the psychiatrist crazy. It is just, it's really funny. Uh, It's kind of in the same vein of of Groundhog Day. If you like that movie with Bill Murray, then you're going to like this one. And uh, uh, several quotable moments. Just very, very fun. They take some really silly scenarios and I think with just about any other actor, any other movie it would make the movie stupid. But on this one it works. And it's funny. That's my number three. What about Bob?
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This movie didn't quite do it for me. Really? Yeah. And I really, really like Bill Murray. So I don't know. I think I wanted the movie to be a little bit more structured. It's the plot is really—it
1: is a little lackadaisical.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just kind of uh, like there's not even like milestones. I would say, like yeah. there's there's not specific points where certain things happen. Um, I without really talking about what the plot is, that's kind of hard to. Uh, that might not make any sense, but
1: I think it's interesting how you sit there and analyze each movie, and I'm just going off of how it made me feel. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I suppose that uh, <laughs> That's
1: men and women right here <laughs>
0: summed no, up. no emotion is definitely a, a key part of it. Um, I guess it also didn't make me laugh as much as something like okay. Groundhog Day, okay. or even maybe Scrooged, uh, which oh no, wasn't a Scrooged, great Scrooged.
1: Scrooged was,
0: but I think I might not
1: a good Bill Murray movie. Maybe
0: a better Bill Murray movie.
1: No, absolutely actually. not.
0: Uh, i mean get out of here the first two-thirds at you least. shut your dumb mouth <laughs> first two-thirds are definitely better other than that oh, i actually rank i actually uh ranked them both three and a half stars so yeah i guess about humph. about equal for me humph, humph. all right moving on up to number two for me no oh, way this is on your here. list but it is good scott pilgrim versus the world
1: oh honey
0: from one of my favorite directors oh. Edgar Wright I mean oh. talking about movies that make you feel good you
1: talk about disappointing your wife
0: this movie is hilarious this
1: is such a this is such a bad bad movie
0: it has such a so
1: many sense of the no word. no
0: no it has such a cool aesthetic it's like a it's filmed like a comic book slash video game and so many of the uh, so many of the transitions that they use, so many of the frame framing uh, things that he uses, um, it's almost like you're looking at a comic book or um, playing a video game. And I don't know that that could have gone really, really badly, and it did. But <laughs> it sank totally, worse
1: than the ti- faster than the Titanic.
0: Totally pulled it off, Edgar Wright is an amazing director, amazing sense of humor. (laughs) No, no, no. And you liked his other movies, so you can't say that. What are
1: his other movies?
0: Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz.
1: I dislike them now.
0: No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, so, oh, man. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I didn't expect to like it much either. I expected to like it okay, and it ended up being right up there. I went in My with no two.
1: expectations and discovered this is a bad, awful, awful movie. Do not watch this movie. Please save yourself some no, trouble. They're such bad acting, no, such really good a acting. dumb storyline, and so boring. It really only made line. me not laugh boring. once. Oh, come on. It was It's such a bad storyline.
0: Uh, no, it's a really good storyline. <sighs>
1: I hated this. Very, I hated all creative. the characters in it, too.
0: You're not supposed to really love any of the characters. They're all kind of just over the top. Hateful? No, but they're all exaggerated, <sighs> over the top characters. They're they're comic book characters, basically, or video game characters. They don't act like people would in the real world, necessarily, because... Uh, And and this is part of kind of the interesting part of it. Is this is this a world that's kind of comic book video game ish? Or is it just we're seeing everything through Scott Pilgrim's perspective, and he's really into comics and video games. And so this is just how he sees the world.
1: Okay, As this a video is, game that he's playing. This is one instance where you guys need to forget Brian's analytical mind and how he views movies and go with my my way of thinking and just with how it makes you feel. And you need to,
0: well, but you this, need to take my warning. This film made me feel good too. Oh, no. And no. Funniest, movie, no. <laughs> funniest movie of the year. I loved it. I don't it.
1: think I can ever trust you again. I loved it. There was one good part of the movie. I will give it that the credits
0: i can't tell if you're being sarcastic it or not. meant
1: the movie was over
0: that's such a tired joke
1: you know what i don't care
0: number two this whole
1: movie was tired
0: scott pilgrim versus was <laughs> okay wait it wait, was wait, practically wait, wait. Dead. wait 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 the one thing it you cannot dead. say about it is that it's unoriginal or it was dull. original it's very original it was dull no very original very creative edgar wright you need to make more movies I love this creative guy. Keep it up, sir. Well, I have. That's my uh, number two. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. What's your number two?
1: It's one that won't be on your list.
0: I certainly agree. <laughs> <laughs> Even without hearing it. I'm ready for the guff giving. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm, oh, wait. Wait. I let like me, look, this let me look. Let me look. Let me see. Go ahead and try guess. and guess.
1: <sighs> it's not a rewatch.
0: Right. Not a rewatch. Edge of Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, starring knew, Tom Cruise. I knew this was going to be on your list. This is
1: one of my most favorite Tom Cruise movies. Okay, Tom Two and Cruise. Two and a half stars for me. I I never really liked him as an actor, but he's really started to grow on me. I think he's he's a fairly good actor now, and uh, he's a good actor. He's really good in this movie. So in Groundhog Day, Bill Murray has to repeat the same day over and over again until he gets it right. Mm-hmm. In this one. Tom Cruise relives to repeat the same every day, day and,
0: uh, until he gets it right.
1: Except, except it's sci- sci-fi, fantasy, and it's action adventure instead of just comedy all the time. And it had kind of a scientific reason for how he's able to relive the same day over and over. Whereas in Groundhog Day, it just kind of randomly happens. And you're never satisfied as to why that happened.
0: It doesn't matter why he's reliving. I
1: want to know why. No, it doesn't matter. There's not. There needs to be a there reason. There doesn't need to
0: be an explanation for everything. Just go with the feeling. You don't need to have everything explained.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> what a reverse. Sometimes you do. Anyway, this one's really good. As you see, uh, Cruz has to make some tough decisions, and uh, how. Him knowing what's going to happen in the future, how that affects him. It's kind of a it's a really serious movie, but a rip-roaring, action-packed adventure. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely want to see it again. Hmm. Can't wait for it. My number two, Edge of Tomorrow, also known as Live, Die, Repeat.
0: So take Groundhog Day. Take away the humor. Take away the heart. Take away the the quirky characters. Take away everything except for the plot point of repeating the same day over and over.
1: Take Groundhog Day and make it cool and awesome.
0: Take away everything that was good about Groundhog Day. And you have the hollow shell.
1: Aw, baby. The
0: banal, empty...
1: I can't believe you used the word banal.
0: Unoriginal. <laughs> forgettable. You wound me. Edge of Tomorrow. Wound. Mindless action flick with poor acting. Poor characters. I bet you couldn't even name two characters' names in this movie.
1: That's because we watched it a long time ago.
0: How long ago did Maybe, we watch I, Groundhog Day? And I could tell you
1: We've we've watched that movie multiple times though.
0: Ned Ryerson. <laughs> 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 Larry, pastry Larry. <laughs> okay, Thanks, I don't remember Phil. Larry. Hey, Phil, like the groundhog Phil? Yeah, like the groundhog Phil.
1: Yeah, mm, but we characters. You have characters. watched that movie over and over again and quoted it so much to me, and I've That's seen true. it several times too. That's true. I'm just I've saying, only seen. Look, give tomorrow. me a chance, no, and an I will empty, be able to quote it. Trust it could have been me.
0: robots. It could have just been a whole movie. Just. Done by robots. It would have been the same movie.
1: Your face could be a robot. No
0: humans in the movie. Anyway, I'm glad we could disagree on each other's (laughs) number twos, because you'll agree with my number one, at least, because it's a crossover.
1: You're not going to agree with the location of my number one, but you'll agree that you like it.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I guess it's technically the same, since you didn't put this as your number one. My number one is Memento. I knew it. From possibly my favorite director, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan and Edgar Wright would be my two favorites, I think. Yeah. I Also, I don't think I'm really going to add much to what Melissa said, but wow. Super well acted and thoughtful, clever, very clever movies. I mean, Christopher Nolan has made some clever movies and some movies that make you think. I think Memento is his most clever movie. His most ambitious, maybe, and maybe the one that I would say you should be the most proud of—that movie, Christopher. I'm not sure that's my favorite. I really like Inception. Interstellar was really good. Have I seen any? Have we seen any of of his other movies?
1: The Batman trilogy. Oh
0: yeah, duh. Of course uh, the the Dark his Knight trilogy. Most famous ones. Yeah, <laughs> those are all really good. I like those. But Memento. Might be his his masterpiece still at this point in his young career. So if you've watched any of his other movies and enjoyed them, definitely check out Memento, my number one movie that I saw in 2016.
1: Such high praise. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Your number one is was my number 10. And your number 10 is my number one. Really? Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. I
0: cannot believe this is your number one oh, movie honey, of the year. Oh, honey, I
1: love this movie. If we didn't
0: have Chris Pine, would it be your number one movie of the year?
1: If they had somebody who did such a good job as Captain Kirk, it might have been.
0: All right, all right. Yeah.
1: But I think Chris Pine really nailed it and he uh, they, they like you said they all did such a good job of capturing the vibe of the old the original Star Trek series. And just seeing how they all work together. Uh, there wasn't as much lovey dovey between uh, Spock and Uhura. Uh, <laughs> I thought that worked. They worked a lot better on that. Mm-hmm. And the there wasn't a predictable kiss between the uh, ni- beautiful girl that they find on the alien planet and one of the main characters. So that was nice. Right. Uh, And it was just really, it just was a romping good time the whole way through. Don't really have much else to say about it, except it's it's wonderful, and I want to watch it again. Wow. Yeah. I'd watch it again. My number one, Star Trek Beyond. So, did you have any honorable mentions?
0: Yeah. Uh, So, like you said, we didn't include ones that we'd previously seen, but some movies that If this had been the first time I'd seen it, might have made the list. Hot Fuzz, really like that movie. Other Edgar Wright movie. It's a Wonderful Life, classic Christmas movie. The Matrix, still holds up. The Prestige, very good movie. That was the other movie that I also watched the movie and read the book in 2016.
1: Yeah, and on that one, that's one of my honorable mentions too uh, of movies that we'd previously seen. Because... First time I watched it, I acknowledged it... And that's another Christopher Nolan movie.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that one.
1: So, the first time I watched it, I acknowledged it was indeed a very clever movie. But I really disliked it for some Mm. of the things that happened in it. Mm -hmm. But this time that I watched it... uh, It still really messed with my emotions a lot, but... I liked it a lot better. I guess just knowing how everything went down, I was more prepared for it.
0: Mm-hmm, and right.
1: it's I could definitely appreciate the genius of the movie a lot more this time. So yeah, yeah very good movie. Go check out The Prestige.
0: Yeah. And Rocky, also. Oh yeah, very good movie. A surprisingly good movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was my first time watching it. Yeah. I guess you
0: were... <laughs> I'd seen it okay. in high school, so...
1: Yeah, and like I said, Bridge on the River Kwai, I was surprised how much I liked that one. Uh, Cinderella live action, I I like that movie. Was
0: that in 2016?
1: Yep. I, I had already re rewatched it before. I don't think that was I, in 2016. I made you watch it.
0: I think that was 2015.
1: Nope. It came out in 2015, and I made you watch it in 2016.
0: <laughs> For some reason, it's not on my list of films I watched.
1: And you sat and programmed on your computer. The whole movie. Oh no! Till I complained about it, and then you, out of guilt, folded up your laptop, and then I was like, "Forget it. It's not worth it if you're not interested in watching this sappy love movie with me."
0: It was sappy. I'll give it that.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. another one that I really like, uh, still like, even with rewatching it, is called Night and Day, starring Tom Cruise and some girl. Uh, but it kind of makes fun of the the Mission Impossible movies and kind of a more lighthearted take on them. So a little cheesy, a little silly, but it's fun. Those are the movies that I'd already seen. But you were giving your honorable mentions. I will back out now and let you finish, and then I'll continue.
0: That was it, actually.
1: Oh, boom. All right, so... Movies that I watched for the first time that made honorable mentions, Doctor Strange, Captain Phillips, The Matrix, Captain America Civil War, Nacho Libre, and Rocky.
0: Nice. Yeah, so I was actually thinking maybe we'll just, let's just run through real quick, and for all the movies that we didn't mention, I'll say the title of the movie and you just give me like your two or three word uh, reaction to it. We'll just blow through these. Sound good?
1: I guess
0: this is gonna be great. Napoleon Dynamite,
1: dumb but kind of funny.
0: Yeah, don't need to watch it again, but pretty funny. Three Amigos, really dumb. Dumb, don't need to watch it again. Monty Python and the Holy Grail,
1: super dumb but necessary so that I can understand all the pop culture quotes about it.
0: Quotable, but definitely don't need to see it ever again. Lethal Weapon,
1: not near as great as I was expecting. Pretty lame.
0: Better than average action movie, but I'm not a big action movie person. The Good Dinosaur. Meh. Yeah, pretty boring. Worst Pixar movie ever.
1: Even worse than Cars? Yep. Cars 2?
0: Yep. Whoa. Megamind.
1: Awesome as always.
0: Captain America Civil War. Yeah, Megamind is good.
1: It was good. It could have been better.
0: Yeah. Spider-Man was good. Shaun of the Dead?
1: Still good, still great.
0: Still good, not as good as Hot Fuzz, which I also saw this year.
1: It wasn't as good as the first time I watched it, I'll say that, but I still enjoyed it. You've Got Mail. That was a lot better than I expected it to be for a remake.
0: Yeah, good rom-com. Blade Runner.
1: I don't see the attraction behind the cult following. I didn't like this movie.
0: Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol.
1: Yeah, it was good. Kind of forgettable. Zootopia. Good, but it had like some background messages, it seemed. But overall good plot line.
0: I like anthropomorphic animals, but did not like this movie. Highlander.
1: This is a bad movie, but somehow I didn't dislike it.
0: Yeah, it was fine. Nacho Libre.
1: This is such a dumb movie, but it's really funny.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Funny. Better than Napoleon Dynamite. Primer.
1: Oh my goodness. Such a clever movie, but really deep. Hard to wrap your mind around.
0: Yeah, definitely. Even seeing it the second time. Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Wearing and Love the Bomb.
1: That was not the worst movie that I saw this year. Okay. But I did dislike that movie. However, there were one or two parts where it made me laugh. So it does have that over... The worst movie of the, of <laughs> last year.
0: Yeah, I thought it was good. It, the satire was fine, but I didn't think it was uh, amazing.
1: It's not good.
0: Grumpy Old Men.
1: Well, it was funny at parts.
0: Yeah, it was better than I expected. Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau are always good. As old men. Scrooged.
1: This was terrible.
0: It, it was, was good movie. for the first half, maybe even two-thirds, and the last third totally Which let me down. Dreadful. Terrible. Yeah, Which apparently... Um, Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be that bad, but bad director, bad. Court Jester.
1: Good for the first two thirds, and then the last third let me down.
0: (laughs) It was good. Four stars. Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: It had interesting art. That was really good.
0: Yeah, good art, good music.
1: Yeah, good music too.
0: Rogue One, a Star Wars story.
1: Had an unexpected ending for me. Not a really great or good movie, but... There's a lot worse movies.
0: I think if it weren't if it didn't had Star Wars in the title, people wouldn't like it.
1: I I Which think I agree. Pretty
0: pretty standard yeah. action movie, so
1: I agree.
0: Alright. Well, I was able to do that real easily because I have an account on Letterboxd. And that's where I keep track of all the movies I watch, and I don't generally write reviews, but I'll usually at least give a star rating. So if you ever want to see What we're up to, you can check me out on Letterboxd. I think I'll put a link to that on our website. And they do some cool things at the end of the year, like some highs and lows, for example. So the movie that we watched with the highest average rating on Letterboxd is The Apartment. 4.3 stars is the average. Pretty crazy, huh? Lowest average, night and day, 2.6. Okay. Uh, The most popular movie, the one that's been rated the most, is The Martian. That was, nice. that was a pretty big movie. Most obscure movie, The Court Jester. I yeah. guess not as many people have seen that and ranked it on Letterboxd, which makes sense. It's an older movie.
1: Starring Danny Kay though, and he's fun.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. all right. All right. Let's talk here. Do you want my worst movie or my most disappointing first?
1: Let's do most disappointing.
0: All right. Most disappointing was Blade Runner. Yeah. I mean, I've heard things like best science fiction movie of all time yeah it's based off of philip k dick which i didn't like the one book i read of his but he's very highly regarded he's very original and creative and so i mean harrison ford yep and ridley scott directed so i have some good going for it right i had really high expectations and there were good things in it it was shot very well uh, these uh, futuristic Los Angeles, especially for the time period when they filmed this, when what, what was the seventies? Right, when they filmed this. Yeah, they did. Was very they, well done. Did a
1: good job making it look really futuristic. Mm-hmm.
0: Felt very atmospheric, and uh, I'd say visually interesting. Yeah, but, I get But uh, I didn't think that the plot was that interesting. It was just boring. Um, yeah, it was. It was boring. It was slow in some parts, which is fine. I'm I'm fine with slow movies. Some of the ones on my top ten list were slow movies, but I didn't feel like the the themes or the philosophical questions that people it say are there raise, yeah. right, are are really brought out yeah and so i agree uh, i didn't I didn't think it was that deep of a movie it was there' were some things that were ambiguous, and so I guess people like that, and I'm fine with ambiguity in a movie as well, but Sometimes Just wasn't
1: emotionally attached to that the ambiguity too, on the too.
0: I mean yeah, I didn't really care. Yeah. About some of the things that were ambiguous. So I don't know. Um this is another one where they had multiple cuts of the movie. I don't even know which one we saw. Mm. Um I think it was I think we saw the director's cut of it as well. But yeah. It was it was okay. I think I gave yeah. it three stars. So I might give it two stars. Yep. And uh before you you haters yeah. jump on me. Roger Ebert agrees, so he gave it a thumbs down. <laughs> so that was my most disappointing of the year. I had high expectations, didn't meet them. What was yours?
1: No, go ahead and give me your worst movie. Okay,
0: I'm guessing your most disappointing and yeah. is your yeah your worst movie. Okay, well my worst movie was Monkey Business. So we
1: didn't even finish that one.
0: Yeah, we didn't finish it. Sorry, Dan and Kara. That recommended this to us <laughs> maybe it was a different monkey business you were recommending maybe we're recommending the marx brothers monkey business film and not the and not yeah, the carrie so. grant marilyn monroe. marilyn monroe movie because yeah really slow not funny pretty boring yeah we quit predictable half an hour through yeah really predictable so sorry one star Worst movie of the year?
1: Oh, I have a worse one. All right. Hit it to us. You did not see it with me. You can consider yourself blessed. Be praised. I went to the theater.
0: Oh. And I
1: watched The Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Which was nothing. There was nothing magnificent about this. So many things wrong with this movie. None of the characters were remotely anything that you can identify with yeah i mean such bad directing in this movie if you thought you could cast these these all-star actors like chris pratt and denzel washington and throw them in this movie with really bad dialogue and really bad costumes and no, not even any regard for historical authenticity. <laughs> okay. So, this is a Western movie. And at the beginning, they have an Indian shoot a woman and kill her in front of all these white men. And that's to show how, and, and, you know, all these, all these guys uh, that are part of this really big bad band, uh, they sit back and just, impassively watch and it's not a big deal and it's to show how big and bad these guys are but in the west if you harmed a woman much less killed a woman that was a hanging offense and it didn't matter how bad of a man you were you you walked real careful about uh, harming a woman because women were scarce in the west and so you could really get in trouble for killing a woman uh you know, accidentally knocking her off the sidewalk, much less killing her. So, things like that were just glaringly wrong. And then you don't care, to, care about the main characters. You wonder how they all come together, at least in the original. It kind of made sense how they all came together. Mm-hmm. Not in this one. There's not a super nob- noble feeling about any of them. In the original uh, movie... Okay, so this one that came out last year was a remake of the original Magnificent Seven,
0: which was a remake of a Japanese movie, Seven Samurai.
1: But I liked the the remake mm-hmm. of the yeah,
0: one, the original Seven, Magnificent sure. Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But as you guys have picked up, uh, I'm I'm a little bit less judgmental on my movies, perhaps than Brian might be. Mm-hmm. And when I'm sitting <laughs> in the theater, just waiting for the movie to end. And I might even have walked out on the movie If I had been there alone it, yeah. it was just that bad And I don't walk out of a theater <laughs> But I was there with a friend And I'm sorry Brittany I know you liked it But this movie was crap It was utter garbage I'm sorry Go watch the remake Skip the one made that came out in 2016 Don't give it anything Any, Your money, the time of day A second glance <laughs> worst movie I've ever seen in a long time. I thought it was even worse than Scott Pilgrim vs. The World.
0: The only guff I'm going to give you on this one is you really should not have had high expectations for this movie.
1: I know, you but You can tell
0: from the trailer what it was going to be.
1: I guess I was blinded by the fact that it had Chris Pratt and, and Denzel Washington. I'll let that be a lesson thought, to you. you know,
0: they're they're Chris Pratt
1: decent actors, but boy.
0: Chris Pine Shut worship. Up. <laughs>
1: Let's end this.
0: <laughs> All right, and you can let us know what your favorite movie of 2016 was. You can email us tto at or go to our website tto.cozer.us/slash/27 and uh, let us know which ones we should have watched or which ones you really liked. Next time we'll be doing our top ten books we read in 2016. I'm excited for that one. So, until then, I'm Brian Kozer.
1: I'm Melissa Kozer.
0: And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Good episode, good episode.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed
0: talking about it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think the part where we... Did the the rapid fire there at the end. I thought that worked pretty well. It was sort of like this movie, bub up. This movie, bub up. Well, that was actually the plan, but it was more like this movie, bub up. This movie, bub up. This movie bub